The Smash Daily Podcast, weekdays on 1071 The Big Z, radio for the Riverbend. Stereo business. I tell you what, we rock the show with that stereo. I don't know, but don't nobody talk the way cool Papa Smash do. All these guys around town are doing the talk shows and everything. Nobody talk like this. Nobody do it like this. For example, we're going to get into some really magnificent conversation with a happy-go-lucky fellow known only as Ed Martin. He does the Pro-America Report, the way it always begins. But I have a special, special challenge for Ed Martin when he actually does get on the air to speak. But I will begin the theme song for this Ed Martin moment, and you will hear in the background a young man whistling, and that young man is the spirit of an, ad- of an adolescent Ed Martin who never had the chance to whistle when he was a youth. But now as an adult, whistle away, Ed. Whistle away. Here it comes. This land is your land. Yeah. This land is my land. Uh-huh. From California. Nice. To the New York Island. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those listening with fake ID, I present to you the human slide whistle himself, and that is this young man, Ed Martin. Well, well as as a, as, a, as an indication of Smash that, that God has a sense of humor, oh, yeah. I, I have to tell you about a week ago I went to a, a reception for my daughter's high school chorus, her, yes. uh, her um, uh, yeah, I guess her chorus. It was yeah. the music day, and at the end of the reception, a friend said, 
I want to introduce you to this guy over here. Come over to meet Joe. And I said, hey, Joe. And he said, hey, Joe, what do you do? And he said, well, I, during the day, I'm a PR man, but uh, my real thing is I'm a professional whistler. My I whistle at the White House. I whistle at the, And I said, brother, I am ready to go. I, I'm an amateur, but I am ready. I've been told by yes. no less an authority than the Smash Man that yes, I am sir. top shelf. And so oh, yeah. uh, I whistled for him, and uh, I'm going to be a PR man during the day. I'm not going to whistle with him. But Fantastic. anyway, it was a... It was, uh, there are people that actually do this for a living, I and I know. just do it out of love for uh, music and oh, love yeah. for uh, Trini Lopez. Oh, yeah, definitely so. And I tell you what, you know, when we listen to Ed Martin and he met a professional whistler right there, did he whistle for <laughs> you at all? No, I did not. That's one thing I said later to my wife. Maybe he was a faker. Is that what you're getting at? Because uh, when I whistled, when I exactly whistled right. for him, he did seem intimidated, and uh, and he said, I think I heard him say, I might have misheard him, yeah. I think he said, how can you be an amateur with that much talent? And I said, <laughs> but maybe he just said, I'll talk to you later, I'm going to go get a drink. But I, I couldn't recognize it. It was a crowded, loud, uh, new room, you know, so, uh, but yeah, no, he might have been a faker. I, I agree with you on he that. He might have been a faker, and uh, in some circles, uh, it's great he wasn't, lis- uh, wasn't whistling at you, but that's a whole different story. Who are we... <laughs> I'm going to play this. Don't ask, don't tell. Exactly. Let's not judge. Okay. I wouldn't blame him if he was. I mean, I don't know if you've seen I got a little sun a couple weeks ago. I'm looking, oh, you're looking top good. shelf, ready for the summer. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, watching it this morning on the Pro-America report. Oh, yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah, you probably saw me. And I did see a young man who was somewhat suntanned. And yet, <laughs> at the same time, I could see the tan line of your mask around uh, your eyes yeah. there. He was... <laughs> That's right, exactly. That's All right, so good point. Yep. So now, now you know anybody that knows anything about whistling, and we'll get to the politics in a moment here. But anybody that knows anything about whistling knows really probably one whistling song, and I'm going to play that for you right now, Ed, and then we'll come back for comment. Uno momento, por favor. Here we go. Snow White. Just whistle while you I love it. Well, it sounds like me in a moment of relief. Uh, <laughs> so everybody knows that, Ed, but I'm going to play for you one of the greatest whistlers of all time, an actual professional whistler. Glenn Yarbrough was, is wow. his name. And Glenn Yarbrough had a bunch of big whistling type of songs. So I'm going to play this whistling song. It goes about two minutes. Ain't nobody play whistling songs on the radio. No, Smash no. Daily right here <laughs> along with Ed Martin. Nobody got, nobody got the guts. So I'm going to do, do that at one point. He... Yep. He will say, whistle. And that goes about, you know, about a minute into the, the song. He'll go, whistle. Right. And then I want you to whistle along, whether you can hear the thing oh. or not. All right? <laughs> there you go. Got it. All right. Sounds good. It'll be spectacular. All right. So <laughs> here comes Glenn Yarbrough. Listen, everybody, please. And I'll put you on hold so you can listen. Ed Martin, here we go. You hear that, Ed? Yeah, wow. It's pretty good. Yep. Almost as good as me. <laughs> Let's all go along and whistle. 
whistle a song the way the happy whistler goes. Not yet, Ed, not yet. Oh, sorry. You haven't got time for troubles or worry in the happy whistler knows. So pick a little song and whistle along the way the happy whistler goes. I tell you what, Ed. You—that's why you're not a professional whistler. I mean, you're great. You have. Yeah, but I don't think I—I I never heard him go with Trini Lopez, so he's probably afraid of taking it up a notch. Oh, so that's I, a valid I mean, point. I, again, yes. I, I, whistling some little sweet, yeah. sweet little yeah, right. song. I mean, take it to Trini and see if you can keep up, Yarbrough. See, see, is he still alive or? <laughs> Is he, is he around? No, Does he want to take, take he, me on or what? He, he's gone, and and I salute you on your control, sir. You're really wonderful <laughs> as far as wetting your whistle is concerned. Let's get to the politics. First, right, and, foremost, right, first and foremost, I loved this morning's, I'm going to quote from it, uh, this, this morning's Pro-America report. If somebody wanted to get this thing, they got to know how to yep. get that. Ed Martin, how? ProAmericaReport.com. ProAmericaReport.com. Just go there. You sign up there, and I'll email you every morning, Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Central Time. No cost, no charge, no rent, no nothing. Just, uh, as you say, some good, important stuff, I think, the stuff I pick out. Uh, so just go to ProAmericaReport.com. The man in charge of the Democrats, the <laughs> prime minister of America. Introduce yeah. him, please, if you would, Ed Martin. Yeah, West Virginia Democrat Joe Manchin. He yep. was uh, governor of that state. He was secretary of state in that state. Uh, and now he's been a, a, a senator twice, two terms. He's a, he's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. But since, the, since the, uh, the, the U.S. Senate is divided 50-50, he basically gets to say what happens. And he is not afraid to say over the weekend he wrote a, an editorial and he, uh, op-ed in the West Virginia paper. And he said, I'm not going to vote for this left-wing takeover of elections that my Democrats want. And once he said that, that game's over. Yeah. And, you know, nobody, no, nobody says anything. In fact, the reporting was that the Democrat senators are mad at him, but they're not gonna, they all did it anonymously because they don't mm. want him to know who said it because yeah. he's got enough clout. He's in charge. So Joe Manchin, watch what he says. And uh, infrastructure bill is a massive spending bill, right, that's supposed to come up. Joe Manchin's going to be able to say whether what passes or doesn't. So very powerful guy. And um, nobody elected him president or prime minister. But don't be don't be confused. He's in charge. He has power as a moderate, not a Republican, not a Democrat, a moderate. And, you know, when you think yeah. of the think of the two sides of politics, the moderates, where is the moderates place? I understand it's in the middle and all that. But but how's that all play on everything with Joe Manchin here owning that veto and more or less stifling yeah. the, the Democrats on that particular issue? On, yeah, on that issue, that's right. But, you know, a better way to say it, I heard someone say this. 
if you polled right now yeah. Americans and asked them about Fauci, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If, you done, if you ask any Republican, they say they don't like him. If you ask any Democrat, they say like him. So don't even bother. The moderates, they actually polled today, said 42% don't trust Fauci. Mm-hmm. If you lose the moderates, that's who runs America. I mean, yeah. like, whether it's good or bad, you, you got everybody else in their camps. You can't get them to say anything against their side right mm-hmm. now, right? We've just been in camps so hard. So Manchin, who's a pro-gun, you know, he's uh, his state, West Virginia, is very small numbers-wise, but the power in the state is uh, is um, uh, coal mostly yeah. and some uh, oil and gas. So he's going to be more moderate on, on a bunch of stuff, including the Green New Deal. And that's just the way it rolls when it's 50-50 because he, um, he, if he decides to walk, you can't even get a thing to the floor to vote. Right. Let's slide on over here on the Pro-America Report to the heading, The Chips Are Down, Global Shortage of Semiconductor Chips Could Last yeah. till, till June of 2022. And my goodness, talk about Asia having a control over the United States. How did that happen? Why did that happen? How do we get it straightened out? So, so the, chip, the chip manufacturing went to China and Taiwan right. because of cheapness, cheap labor. Mm. But now the problem is we haven't addressed the fact that it's coming back. Here's an example. Wait to hear this. Microsoft has a $23 billion, that's billion with a B, $23 billion contract wow. with the Department of Defense yeah. to supply computers and such. Yeah. Department of Defense. Not, not, it's not the Commerce Department. It's not the yeah. Tourism Department. It's the Defense. And when they were asked by Josh Hawley, Senator Hawley from Missouri, the, the Microsoft was asked, they said, can you make sure that the chips inside the machines weren't made in China? Can you tell us mm. that? They said, uh, we'll get back to you. And they ah, still have an answer. Wow, wow. And, 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 the point, and the point is now, it's almost hard, even old timers like me and you, I mean, young people, I think, probably just assume it's true. If you have a chip in your phone, you've got to know that they can include other kinds of things you don't see, right? right? In other words, and we know this, the Chinese communists have, have done it for spying, and our own government has done it, and, and there's lots of ways to do stuff. So the idea that we're going to be reliant on other parts of the world, when you just saw it, we lost the beef supply. Yeah. The JBS, the largest distributor of beef, got hacked. We had the Colonial Pipeline get hacked. People are using the computers. The next war, we may have big bombs, but we may have drones and and cyber warfare yes. and computer warfare more exactly. than anything ever again. So exactly right. the chip makers matter, and we ought to care about it and understand it from the standpoint of, uh, of the American people. See, this is just me. That uh, that meat uh, hacking thing that they did, the pipeline hacking thing, the various government, yeah. other things that they did, to me, those are preliminary to the big war to the flick of the switch of the big war. Those, in a way, are the Pearl Harbors that lead to the flick of the switch, which is the grid war. Yeah, well, but I agree with you, but I would say this. If anybody thinks that America, meaning our American intelligence and our American... Isn't doing the same thing. Give me a break. Exactly. I mean, we. Yeah, right. I got to think if you what could, you if you do? or I could ever get brought into the national security, mm-hmm. you know, that room in the basement. They mm-hmm. said we're going to tell you what's out there. We'd walk out like dazed because yeah. we we'd see that we have that power too. But I agree with you. And and what would happen? What would happen if if they forget about the grid for a second? Because the grid is sort of obvious. Maybe mm-hmm. we can control it or maybe not. But mm-hmm. but what if they just took out? all of the, the uh, distribution of food or, or yeah. took out all. I mean, somebody could take out all the water, the, 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 the stoplights, yeah. the stoplights right. in cities. I mean, you'd have chaos in a minute. And yeah. uh, or here's a better one. Take out all the GPS. We'd all be driving in circles. Right. You know that's, what I mean? So it, right. it's a big you're right. The next war will not be it will not be. I mean, we just celebrate D-Day. You, 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 there may be moments where we send in the Marines or something in the future. But mostly it's going to be 
Arms, drones, and cyber warfare, you have to figure. RNC to boycott national debates. I, I saw the headline, didn't yeah. read the story, so I need you to tell me that story, man. That's an interesting headline right there. Right. Well, so the Republican National Committee and the Democrat National Committee, these yeah. are the party structures. And I sat on the Republican National Committee. I was no. on for a couple of years when I was chairman of the Missouri mm-hmm. Republican Party. So I know this inside and out. And, and the, the whole system of presidential debates about 25 years ago, right after Reagan, the, the, the powers that be in, in power set up a presidential commission that's supposed to be, you know, bipartisan, independent, but it's ultimately controlled by a bunch of, you know, a bunch of cronies. They may be right. They may be Republican and Democrat, but they're, they're, they're you know, they're all in, in it together and they all think they're smarter than everybody else. And what's going on here is the presidential commissions the last few years, when they go to call the debates, the Republicans have felt like it's against them. And by the way, one of the reasons why St. Louis has had so many debates at Wash U was because when it was created, Jack Danforth and Dick Gephardt, a Republican and Democrat, were influential in the creation. So we kept getting Wash U to have a vice presidential debate and even a presidential debate in 16. So, but I think the Republicans, and when I was on the committee, uh, the national committee, we would say, why are they in charge of, of the dates? Why are they in charge of the, remember, we had, we had the last time in the presidential debates, we had most of the debates long after early voting had taken place. The point of the debate is to contrast the two candidates. If you've already let millions of people vote before you get the contrast, what's the point, right? So one of the things the Republicans are threatening, they won't go through with it, by the way, Smash. This is, a, yeah. this is an out of, this is the party out of power makes loud noises like this. The Republicans mm-hmm. saying things like this. Ultimately, the candidates, when they're running, yeah. We'll want the, the airtime, the primetime airtime, and they'll work out a deal. And that's all that's going on. It's a bit of a stunt. I go to Kamala Harris here. We only got a few more uh, yeah. moments, but Kamala yeah. Harris and I got Kamala Harris calling. You will be turned back is what she's saying to those uh, trying to get across the border. I kind of don't believe that. No, nobody believes it. I just actually just did an interview with the guy who's uh, an expert on this. He's an investigative journalist down in uh, in on the border, Todd Benzman. And he mm-hmm. I said, she says that. She says, don't come, don't come, but everybody else is coming. He said, Ed, yeah. he said, I'm down here on the border with the immigrants, with the illegal immigrants, with the people, the refugees, whatever whatever term you want. He said, they talk about sending home selfies. Mm. People send selfies. I made it. I'm through. Yeah. You know, we, we're, we made it. That's what they're watching. They're not watching Kamala Harris say that. He said to me, he said the term he uses, he said, they, the, the people of Latin America look up and think those are American politicians. The gringos mm. just say that. They say one thing. And the other thing is what's on the ground. And, you know, Kamala Harris, this was her first trip abroad. She went down to Guatemala, and it was a big deal, supposedly. She got interviewed by Lester Holt, and the the whole takeaway, he said, you haven't even been to the border. Why haven't you been to the border? And her answer was, I haven't been to Europe either. Uh, and I said, really? to some, I, I said to myself, like, Europe's not invading America right now. Right. Europe's not uh, sending people. So Terrible. I don't think it's going very well for Kamala Harris as the czar of the yeah. uh, border but you know what Todd Benzman, this reporter, said to me at the end of me saying all that I just said to you, he said, well, that's true, Ed, but he said, to be honest, millions of people are flooding America. He said, so whether it's going well for Kamala Harris or not, it's not stopping the uh, the inflow of, uh, of these yeah. uh, immigrants. And so yeah. it, American people and, and media is not covering it. The mainstream media exactly. is not covering it right now. That's so, right. Um, you know, here we are. I got two more. All right. Uh, and this yeah. one, this one reads, I attended an anti-racist campus book club. It's worse <laughs> than you think. Expound, please, sir. Well, a lot of the covers, people, you know, the critical race theory 
you know, movement. People hear yeah. that now, CRT, and, and they, you know, they heard the 1619 Project at the New York Times, this effort to make everything about race and, and divide things. And uh, uh, the point of that uh, uh, story and what I would say is the critical race theory actually might be the worst thing you could do to America because mm -hmm. – what we all did, Smash, your, your, your family's ethnic background, you know, mine, I'm minor Irish. All, we all came to America, and we, we are a melting pot. We yes. all come and buy into the American yeah. belief system wherever we came from. Critical race theory means it, it undermines that. It says, you know, be angry. And what this, what this one was about is, you know, go to a book club. And a different one, I didn't put this story up there, was uh, someone described being made because they were a white girl, a white woman, to kind of repeat over and over that they, they had privilege and they were bad. This, this is like the worst thing you can do. It's the opposite of the Norman Rockwell image of America. Yeah. I'm not saying, by the way, that was true, yeah. but the image of what you think about yourself and what you want to be becomes who you are. And if you're told over and over, you're a racist, America's terrible, you start to feel that way. And that's the worst thing we can do yes. for our country. Exactly. Okay. These are two. I, I just got two. You got time, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I got all the time uh, in the world. Right, all, right. all I got left is whistling practice. <laughs> so I'll do that just for a couple, couple minutes. I don't need much practice. That's what you were about to say. But anyway, go ahead. All right. Here we go. My woke employees tried to cancel me. What was that about? Man? It was great. Well, another one of these. Another one of these things that's going on is I. This is really funny to me when the 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 the, uh, the craziness is is gone so far that uh, you know I know you've been in the position smash where you've been let go as we mm, say I've right. been let go you've right. been let go yep. I mean that's a term now we say when we we don't want to hear we've been fired I tell people you haven't been fired a couple times you haven't been try you haven't been trying uh, right so right. so but we have this thing where we've encouraged employees to come forward and they basically try to to tell their employer you know this is this is how you should be, and this is how I'm feeling. And employers are getting sick of it, and they're firing people. Now, the one essay you referred to, actually, there's one that's a little bit older, and it was written by a woman in Australia, and she was saying how right. she was running a nonprofit, yes. and the woke employees were trying to basically take over the nonprofit and say she wasn't doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. It's a real, again, people, one thing about young people today, my own kids are, you know, 17 and younger. I tell them, you know, there are times where you get to say what you think, and there are times where you just do whatever somebody told you. That's how this works in life. And the woke thing puts people in a position where they try to tell people what to do. It's not working too well. So that was uh, that was that one. And I, I do think it's an epidemic, but it's mostly a dumb epidemic because people are making, you know, bad moves for their careers. And you have kids. I didn't know they allowed offspring, but uh, applause. applause well, sir. they try. That's, that's right. And well, I, the only good news is <laughs> God is punishing me because my angel of a daughter, angel of a daughter who was going to be a nun has turned into a 17 year, 17 year old girl who appears to think that boys are uh, around for her entertainment and, yes. uh, and you know, on from there. So I've learned to pray every day, all the time for the expansion of convent. Mandatory convents uh, should right be really on. brought back. I right don't know what, whether we can get that done right now, but <laughs> we go to the, the last one here. All right, Ed, the last one. Yep. And I love, I just love these headlines, and I get to read into most of the stories here. I'll watch you on the Pro America Report on your on your uh, radio show. I guess Live. it's more or less yeah. what it is. Your podcast seven yep, yep. seven. 
steps to avoiding cancel culture. Please inform, sir. Yeah, this is really important about that. There's a lot of these. There's I saw one earlier today. I, I used that one that was seven steps, and uh, and I saw one today was that was uh, I think it was the the three things you have to do. Look, the cancel culture. There's only two choices you have. You either can self-censor and never ha- let yourself be who you want to be, which is a lot of us, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in fact, Smash, in some ways, on certain things, we don't bother, right? We're not going to wade into the fight all the time. Yep. But if you want to be who you're going to be, you know, you have to be willing to be smart about it. And yep. so the cancel culture, the number one thing, I, I, I've sort of in, in, um, grown my appreciation of this since I posted that one. Um, the number one thing is don't take the bait. Yeah. Because what happens with the cancel culture is they try to make, they bring, they see something that you've said or done. Mm-hmm. They mind read, mm-hmm. they mind read you. And then they say, this is who you are. And if you take the bait, you end up in the, in the, in the, in the mud, you know, the old thing is, right. uh, you know, pigs are in the mud. So you yeah. don't take the debate that because you, you don't reframe it because you're, so don't take the bait. Do not get pulled into that. And that's the number one thing that's very hard to do, especially people that are, they'll get the situation where they're, they're, um, they're either a an employer, as we talked about, or they're a uh, um, they're a, a, a um, public figure in some way. You'll see it sometimes, like a, a a school board or local thing. Don't take the bait is the number one thing. And after that, you just got to know. There's another one. Apologies never work. If you're a jerk, you should apologize, right? If you do right. something wrong, apologize. But if you say I'm really sorry. They never said that. That's like blood in the water. That's they right. they will then come and, and they'll keep going because they realize they've got yep. somebody who is uh, is on their heels. So don't take the bait and then don't don't apologize. Mm-hmm. And after that, you know, I, I did have somebody say we've moved past the point where you can you know uh, reasonably li- be on social media if you're if you're willing to say what you want. You just got to block people. You exactly shouldn't be right. afraid of saying, hey, I'm not gonna. I, I don't believe free speech means you get to tell me. I'm a jerk all the time or yep. tell me I'm, I'm not woke enough. So you've got to be willing to block people. And actually, yeah. once smash, once you get that spirit in you, yep. it's kind of a, a, an adrenaline rush to block people. Yeah, when somebody yeah. says something about me, like about me personally, I just block them. It's kind of like, oh, that mm-hmm. feels good. It's like, uh, and they're gone. They're gone out of your life. They yeah. don't have a chance to appeal. <laughs> they don't yeah. have a chance to ask you back. It's, uh, it's the ways to beat it. But it's a, the cancel culture is a real drag on a lot of us. And speaking of social media, didn't Facebook just yeah. – uh, Tell Trump, hey, you're banned for another two years? Yeah, this is a big deal, Smash. I should write about it and, and, and get on the, the report. Facebook, so what happened was after the January 6th events, yes. which Facebook and the other social media said Trump incited violence, which right. is a lie. Right. But they decided that was what they're going to do. And then they suspended him. And Trump's people said, wait, we appeal it. You know, I'm a sitting president. You appeal it. It took uh, 10 weeks for them to handle it. And what they came down and they basically said was the the oversight board of Facebook, the Supreme Court said, Facebook's allowed to suspend you, but it should be for a limited time, not indefinitely. Mm. So Facebook came back and said two years. But here's the kill kill shot in this, Smash. He's suspended until January of 2023. The most important election in a long time feels like November of 2022. Mm. So Facebook Facebook has said we're going to arbitrarily decide to keep you silent through the election. How are people? How are people not saying you? You Facebook are picking sides because what do you want to? If there's more uh, statements towards violence, fine. It wasn't. It was a lie anyway. But you, you get to silence Donald Trump, who might well want to be weighing in on one of the biggest elections, in, in, at least in the last few years. Uh, and there you have it. So people don't even realize the power of these social media giants uh, to control what you hear and see 
and therefore what you know, and in a lot of ways what you do. It's uh, it's quite a thing. So that's what they did. We just did half an hour, my man. It was fantastic. <laughs> a guy who knows his stuff right there. That is Ed Martin, Pro-America Report. Buddy, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here every time because when I first started up this show and I wanted to do conservative talk and I wanted to do liberal talk, and so I called Ed and I called Mark, and in the middle of it all, I called Smart Sister T. And we got an array of opinions, array of an array of educatives for you, and we got you covered all the way around. I appreciate you being a part of that coverage, Ed, and my thanks to you, man, for being a friend. I enjoy it very much, Smash. Thank you to your listeners, right. and uh, and we'll talk again soon, I hope. Right on. Everybody, everybody. <laughs> Here we go. Yarborough, he just, he just, I mean, there's lots of that Yarborough guy. <laughs> for you and me. That's the U.S. There you go. Smash daily. Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. I want to tell you about Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R. That's a big family name in the riverbed. Fisher family and taking care of people as far as home projects, do-it-yourself type, or all the way to the big subdivisions and big buildings they're, they're building nowadays. They got all materials, all the elements that you might need for your particular project. Whether you be a big-time contractor like a Bruno Construction, let's say, or whether you're just a happy-go-lucky fellow who on the weekend is building a, a house oh, about seven feet off the ground. So, you know, you I mean, if they, they fall out of the treehouse, they're not going to hurt themselves too bad if they hurt themselves at all. You're a good dad. You're a good mom. Building this stuff. Everything you need for the build, no matter what your project is, is right there. East Alton on Shamrock. Right across from the fire station, bingo again. That is Fisher Lumber. Tools, materials, expertise, not advice, expertise that you can apply to your particular project, all right? Fisher family for 80 years has been in the Riverbend taking care of all the projects, of all the families, of all the businessmen, all the way through all that time, all right? So if it is time for you to get those materials, tools, whatever it is, elements that are going to make your project right, Fisher Lumber, F-I-S-C-H-E-R, FisherLumber.com. Smash Daily. Here, there, and everywhere. Because I is where you's at. SmashDaily.com.
Smash it with you right here. Boy, that is one of my favorite songs right there. And the beginning of the song, that is one of the classic song intros in the history of classic song intros. Oh, my goodness. We talked with Ed for a long time there, man, because Ed had a lot uh, in store off that pro-America report of his. That's a good report. It's like my man, the professor, Mark Kaysen does, talking that liberal side of stuff. He leans to the left, but that don't make him bad people. So, too, does Ed handle the conservative side of stuff. And then me and or smart sister T, we handle everything in between. And it just makes for a fantastic show, for a fantastic implementation of knowledge and enlightenment. Because you ain't got a bunch of people debating and yelling at each other. That's what I try to do here, just try to get... I know I throw some, you know, goofball smash stuff in there and everything, but the actuality of getting the point across is about intellectual conversation. And no matter what you think about these smashisms, you got to understand, you got to be really smart to act this stupid. That's some good stuff on the political side. They got political guys all over, you know, the stations and all that, but this ain't a political talk show. When uh, I got asked to consider coming on WBGZ. I I talked to the commander. I said, uh, I kind of like don't want to do, you know, these kind of political talk sh- shows. You know, I, I'm fine with the, the guys on CNN, the guys on Fox and everybody else and all that. They're doing their thing. But uh, I like to talk some culture in there. I like to talk some sports in there. I like to talk cars. I like to talk just different things. I like talking with Liesl DeHunt. She's a life coach. The life coach lady is what I call it. She'll be on tomorrow. And I'm just thinking to myself, man, this is a variety show. That's what I talk with Nick about. I'm going to put on a variety show. So that's what I do. Hopefully you dig it. And uh, if you don't, that's all right, too. Because a lot of the crowd that watches Hannity don't dig him at all. A lot of the crowd that watches the that guy's name with all the white hair and everything is, well, him and Don Lemon, daggone it. I can't remember his name. Somebody text me and tell me who I'm talking about. Daggone, I can't remember the guy's name. I tell you what, these smash senior moments, they're bugging me. All right, I'll just get on out, no matter. Blitzer, but thanks, Buzz. It's a dude with the white hair. Anderson Cooper, that's right. Thank you, Lady Chop Chop. Uh, oh, by the way, <laughs> I tell you what, I don't know what it is. Every once in a while, I'll have these smash senior moments, and I'll just be thinking and thinking, I'll stop. 
and then boom, and nothing you can do. The Highlanders just walked in here. Yes. Have you ever seen me have a uh, smash senior moment there, Lolo? Every day. Oh, shut up. But, <laughs> so, anyway. You asked. <laughs> nice to have the Highlander here in a way. Uh, but let me tell you just real, real quick, as I always ask, who's hungry? I'm hungry. I was supposed to go today over to the uh, Gulf Shores in Edwardsville, but my man Al Canal had to cancel on me. So I didn't go. But I was over there last night with my man Gary B. Yeah. In Creve Corps. And someday, when you indeed do walk this earth again as the Highlander, at your own discretion, walking, whether it be bridle in hand with your horse, Rufus. I believe Rufus is more than a horse. I believe Rufus is your steed. Yes, he is. Yeah. He's a steed. We can upgrade him from exactly horse right. to steed. Then I would suggest you ride in two and get one of the slots for the motorcycles because <laughs> Rufus is thin enough to fit in the slot. Yeah. And enjoy for yourself and for eternity. The place known as Gulf Shores. Two locations, Creepcore and Etwithville. And I got to tell you what, I was there last night with my man Gary B. Saw Harry Parker there. He was working all the tables. It was fantastic. I had, I, for the longest time, I was eating nothing but grouper. Long, long time ago, I was eating nothing but crab legs. Now I'm just stuck on that North Atlantic haddock. Why? Because it's delicious. Delicious, delicious. Del- and then the sides, if you go, Always get, as far as your sides are concerned, Lolo, me and you got to go there. Glenn. I've been hearing that for a long time, brother. Why don't you go on vacation for a while, maybe when you come <laughs> okay. back, we'll have that. All right. right. You're a wonderful young man. Please, I love you, do buddy. not get involved in this conversation as deep as you can be involved. <laughs> Nevertheless, you want to eat good. Make sure on the sides, when they ask you what your side, I, I tell you, get some of that corn on the cob. Or those Cajun fried green beans. Whoo! It's all great food. The menu is right there at Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill.com. Smash Daily is everywhere. Cause I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com.